Welcome to Top Tech, a radio show discussing and offering insight on technology by the most powerful man in Canada. I'm Johnny Blakeborough, producer and host. Joining me, as always, is Ian Horner and Brendan Beach Deary. At this time, grab your surfboard as the most powerful men in Canada discuss Top Tech. This week, backing up. Yeah. <laughs> That's disturbing, Beach. You sound fantastic. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I just bought a new hard drive. Again? Yes. Again, I bought yet another new hard drive. Yes. Oh, um, wait. This is different from Johnny buying a Drobo. Yes. Yeah, no. I, well, I, yeah, we should, we should back up and actually talk about backups. Exactly. I needed more space on my Drobo because I was running out of space because of all the backups I'm doing. Because I'm doing consistent incremental backups. I'm always adding new stuff, like new changed files and stuff. We've never really actually talked about what a good backup is and how that's supposed to apply. No, we, we've talked a lot about how you should have one, but we've never actually said what the backup should be how you should go about getting it, what software you might want to use. And boy, do we have suggestions. Yeah. Ian and I have Macs, so we have built-in solution come right out of the box. We have Time Machine, but there are a lot of third-party solutions that are both PC, Mac, and Linux that are great. Well, why don't we just start off with Time Machine here, because it is probably the easiest system of backing things up, and it it does go over a lot of the uh, best practices in terms of making a backup. Well, one of the first things that it does that's really great for end users that don't really know anything about backups is you take an external USB hard drive and plug it into your your modern Macintosh computer and it will say, hey, do you want to use this as a time machine backup? And you click yes, it starts doing the backup and then every time you plug that hard drive in again, it just does another version and just keeps on adding files and you don't need to think about anything. Oh, and the best thing is that if you click no, it doesn't ask you again. It's hard enough to do that. But what... Time Machine does is it does incremental backups. It grabs everything off your drive and throws it onto a drive. And once it's done copying everything off of your internal drive, it starts doing hourly backups, which means anytime you make a change to your system, be it to the smallest file or the biggest movie you've downloaded, it's going to make a copy of that. And you're going to be able to go back incrementally and look through those changes on an hourly basis until the basically until the disk is full. That's only files that have been changed because any file that is sitting unchanged, that's just part of the original full backup you did to start the whole time machine process. Exactly. And the other thing that it does great is that once it runs out of space, it starts deleting older copies and then just has the newer versions of files. You can continuously back up with one drive for a long time and not have to worry about it too much. The only problem you would ever worry about is if your primary hard drive fills up with more data than is available on your backup drive. If you're looking to get a backup drive, get something that's a little bit bigger than your current internal drive. Just so we're clear here, uh, Time Machine actually keeps hourly backups for the past 24 hours, daily backups for the past month, and weekly backups for all previous months. And then basically the oldest backups are deleted once your disk becomes full. Right. The idea was to allow people to move backwards in their work. And that's the other cool thing about Time Machine is the time interface. If you were to load Time Machine up on a set of backups that's already been run, the representation of moving backwards and forwards in time is represented by flying into your screen or flying out of your screen. Like You move back and forth through time like that, which I think is a really slick interface. It's kind of timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> what I love about Time Machine, too, is it's, is a lot of it's all built on stuff that 
is already built into the Mac to begin with. And there's also stuff that shows up in other Unix operating systems like Linux. I use something called Back in Time. It's the same thing. It doesn't have the cool little like fly into your screen or fly back in time interface that the Mac does. But it uses programs called rsync, and it uses uh, a method uh, known as a hard link. Uh, and these are all things that Time Machine does, too. So if you're running Linux, you can actually do the same thing that Time Machine can do. If you're running Windows, I have no idea what you can do because I haven't used Windows in a while. Most external hard drives come with backup software. The store that I work at, we sell a lot of drives by Lacey. They're not supporting us, so you don't have to buy one or not. But Lacey drives all tend to come with PC and Mac backup software installed in them so that you can actually use it to do backups as well. One of the things that you want to make sure about is that you don't just plug in your Mac or Windows computer to your backup hard drive once do a backup of it and then put it away and assume that you're you're protected. Those incremental backups are really, really essential to not only to make sure you have good backups, but also so that you actually have useful backups that you can use them for finding, oh, I deleted this part of this file and now I want that part back. You can just go back in time and grab it. Yeah. It's a pretty nifty feature to have. Key there is have a schedule. It doesn't necessarily have to be every hour. It doesn't have to be every day. That to be every week. Basically, take a look at your life and see how often you're doing things that you're never going to want to lose. <laughs> every moment of every day, Ian. If you sit down and you and you browse the web for most of the week, and then on Fridays you get sit down and do some actual work, well, maybe you want to back up every Sunday. Mm-hmm. But have a schedule and stick to that schedule. Or better yet, if you can, use a program like Time Machine or whatever comes with the lazy drives or what have you and get it automated. That, that is the thing that has been a recurring theme for us besides the recurring theme of back your stuff up is that computers are really good at automated tasks. You shouldn't need to actually create a schedule for yourself. What you want to do is invest some time and some money in getting a backup solution that does takes that thinking away from you so you don't have to think about it. So you don't make a mistake and forget to back up one time and forget and lose important data. You want to have something that is easy for you to use and is basically almost completely outside of your normal thought process. The only thing that you have to think about is when you've made a mistake and deleted something or you've lost something because of hardware failure. Uh, and also just to have that lovely thought in the back of your mind that you're protected against things and not have to have the worry about potentially losing important things. Uh, Apple makes a product called Time Capsule. And the great thing about Time Capsule, and we don't sell a lot of them at work, but we do have them. And Time Capsule is great because it's a router, but it also has a hard drive built into it. You can get them with two terabyte or three terabyte hard drives. That's 2,000 gigabytes or 3,000 gigabytes, roughly. And the great thing about a Time Capsule, when you get this thing home and you plug it in and you use it as your router and you plug everything onto it, when you get your Mac home, bring your MacBook home or whatever, and you open it up, uh, what will happen is it makes a connection to your Time Capsule, and Time Machine will just see it and say, oh, look, there's my time capsule drive, and it'll just start doing the backup. You didn't have to think about that. You just came home, opened it, and like, I'm going to just you know, screw around on the web like I normally do, or I'm going to do some work at home, or I'm going to do whatever. Meanwhile, Time Machine has already seen that drive, and it's already doing the backup for you, and you didn't have to think about, oh, I came home, and like, where is that external hard drive? Is it in this drawer? Did I bring it home with me? You know, What did I do with it? Oh, here it is. I plug it in. You don't have to think about that. And other network hard drives like that we've talked about in the past, you can set the same thing up, be it with Time Machine or be it with any other product. You can set up a network hard drive to be the same way. Plug it into your router and just leave it somewhere. And every time your computer sees that drive, it will say, oh yeah, I should do a backup to it. And it'll go ahead and do that backup. What I've actually done here is I've got a uh, one and a half terabyte drive just sitting behind my computer in a FireWire interface. But I'm not using Time Machine for reasons. 
I'm using a program called SuperDuper, which basically makes a full duplicate of my hard drive. Mm-hmm. And it does that every night at four in the morning. Cool. And it makes it bootable. Oh. Yes. And this is something I had to do recently. I had a problem with my hard drive, which meant I had to actually make a Windows boot disk to update my Mac, which meant I had to take my screen off and put a hard a CD back inside. Long wow. story short, I had to wipe my drive. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think a thing of it because I knew I had a fully bootable copy of my boot drive from inside my computer on the outside of the computer. So what did I do? I just opened the computer, swapped out the drives, and was done. Yes. You could just boot up your computer again and be like, I'm good to go. Now I can fix the problem. And from your perspective, nothing's changed. Absolutely nothing changed. Test your backups. (laughs) Very important. It's not just important to have backups. It's important to have backups that will actually work so that you haven't potentially gone from one failure to another. Now, that's harder to automate because I know there's some programs like at the enterprise level that will, you know, after they've made a backup, they'll actually go ahead and they'll test to see, okay, is the data that we thought we were writing, is that data still on that that tape or is it on that hard drive or whatever? But at the consumer level, I haven't really heard of an automated solution for that. Does that mean that we just have to plug in our drives, go find a random file and open it up off the drive to see if it's there? Is that kind of what we'll have to do? Really, that's all it takes. And that's not that hard to do, to be honest. I mean, if, if you're dealing with a time machine that's already mounted, you could just go in, double-click, check a couple files, make sure they're working, and you're done. If you're using a, it creates a bootable drive for you, that's simple. Boot into that drive. Yeah, and what's five minutes out of your time to make sure that you don't have to worry about your data? It's interesting. All these things can sound like a lot of work until you've lost something really important and then you realize that this is nothing compared to the pain and suffering that can cause by being losing something really important. For instance, your entire photo library Ooh. or even just a part of your photo library. These are things that you cannot necessarily replace really easy. So I'm absolutely getting paranoid about backups, not particularly because I've had a huge failure. I've had a lot of little failures that have led me to believe that a big failure would cause me irreparable harm. And so I have backups in multiple places. Like you put them in different rooms in your house? No, I put them in different buildings. You own many houses. I do not, but (laughs) I actually have USB drive that has backups on it. And then I have a time capsule drive and I also have a Drobo. And those are stored in different places and they all have backups on them. And so if something were to happen to one of those three things, then I would still have the other two places. And actually for my web server, I actually back up to someone else's house as well as my own so that if I lost stuff from my web server at home or on the web server, I would have another backup in another location. See, now that sounds really finicky to me though. Like you have to back up to somebody else's computer. Like That sounds like it would be kind of complicated. This is something that most people wouldn't be able to do. The way I'm doing it is he's got an FTP server and then I'm using that. But there is automated solutions like CrashPlan. Actually, Johnny, that's the program I use. CrashPlan. CrashPlan is a fantastic service that just runs on your computer as a program and uploads all of your data as a backup to the CrashPlan cloud. It costs me $59 a year, which works out to less than... $5 a month or so. And it means that I have an offsite copy of my data. But what it also means is that if if I wanted to, if I had extra space for another drive, I could actually set my computer up to be a uh, a hosting for Beej's backups or for Johnny's backups. 
it works on uh, different platforms, on Windows, on Macintosh, and on Linux. And you can specify that too, right? You can you can actually say that, oh, these people, I know these people, and I want to let them use some of my hard drive space as a place for them to put some of their backup yeah. files. Yeah, you're not just opening it up for the world to be able to back up to your machine. You very specifically say, these people get to. I should have done some investigation before the show. Can't you use that function without paying the $60 a year for the service? That is correct, Johnny. Free, that is a free feature of the Crash Plan software. For $60 a year, you get to back up to the cloud, but for free, you can back up to other people as long as they've installed the Crash Plan software on their computer as well, and you've connected up that and set it up. And one other nice feature about Crash Plan is that the encryption that it uses, when we say that Beach could send his files to me, they're all encrypted off his system. I just see a bunch of random gibberish on my system. I don't see his files. And the same thing happens at the crash plan servers. They don't see my files either. It's all encrypted via my own keys, keys that I control. Nice. Yeah, I found crash plan a really compelling idea for the sake of being able to find a simple way to back things up. A perfect mnemonic to remember how to back up. It's called the 321 backup strategy. You want three copies of everything you have. You want them on two different kinds of media, and you want one of them off-site in a different location. That is good advice. Well, on that note, we have been the most powerful men in Canada. I'm Johnny Blakebro. I'm Ian Horner. I'm a guy in need of another backup solution off-site, because if I have a fire, all my crap is going up in smoke. I'm Brendan Beach Deary. Thanks for joining us. The most powerful men in Canada would love to hear from you please contact us by visiting our website at toptech.tiltyhouse.com if you have any comments or if there are any subjects you'd like us to cover in a future show.